Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis, and this is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. She's a Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter and a proud member of Destiny's Child. The lovely Michelle Williams has a new book out called Checking In, How Getting Real About Depression Saved My Life and Can Save Yours. She gets really real, and she's so much fun to talk to. Enjoy my conversation with Michelle Williams. Thank you so much, Miss Marilyn, for having me and um, letting me speak about my journey on your platform. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, it's a longer title than that. How Getting Real About Depression Saved My Life and Can Save Yours. Checking in. This is a very open and deep dive into your mental health struggles. Why was it important for you to write this book? I wanted to help people put words to something that I couldn't put words to way back in the seventh grade when the symptoms of depression Mm. began, I guess the word manifesting themselves. And I've been getting a few messages now that people have the book in their hands that Michelle, you're helping me articulate what I've been feeling. You know, I remember you were on a talk show and you said like the, the, the words kept coming out of your mouth about what you've experienced. And even though you were hesitant about that, a lot of people reached out to you and said, thank Mm. you for that. Yes. I mean, I'm getting text messages, voice notes from people um, saying you the words in this book have helped me press reset or they're realigning or literally the common thing that I'm hearing, though, is, Michelle, you're putting words to what I've been feeling. So when you accidentally revealed that you were struggling with depression during these interviews, what was what was your mind saying? And what I know, you know what you were saying, but were you, were you going, oh my gosh, should I have mm-hmm. said that? Were you worried about that? Yes. You know, I think it was either towards the end of 2012 or 2013, that interview that you speak of, yeah. it was, it was a conversation yeah. and the journalist felt really safe. And I was, it was like I was talking to my best friend. And before you know it, I said, you know what? Um, depression has been something that I, I've been dealing with. And when the article came out, it went everywhere. And I said, oh, my Lord, what have I done? What did I just do? So that was eight years ago. And but after that first interview in 2013, People were coming to me and pulling me to the side. But what really made me want to continue to talk about it is when men would talk to me and say, Michelle, you've given me the courage to get the help I need because men, women, we love to talk about Mm -hmm. our problems. I'll talk Mm -hmm. about it to this remote control. But men, it's hard to get men talking. It's hard to get men talking. It's hard to get men to a doctor. We've talked about that many times on this show. So that opens up that kind. So you have this now, uh, you know, you're, you're letting this information out, which you, you've known about. You're helping people. Uh, did you feel vulnerable about that? Uh, to the point where, like, I, I'm now on this platform, and now I am speaking of this. I'm now kind of a spokesperson about this. Did you worry about that? Well, yeah, because I worried about the label that would be put on me. 
Mm. Oh, that's the depressed mm-hmm. girl or that's the so-and-so. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not who I am. It's been a part of my journey, you know, but when you're, when you're, when your mission is to make impact and to help stir up healing in people, I can't worry about what people will think about me. I can't. I, my mission is to get people talking about it and to save lives. So if I'm worried about labels, I'm worried about the wrong thing. We were, uh, we, we're a big uh, network uh, here in Canada that promotes mental health and mental health wellness. And we talk about it. Uh, we, we dedicate at least one day a year just to on all our broadcast sites to talk about it. One year, we did a whole hour on this show about what depression looks like. And, and so, you know, if you are a friend or you are a partner, uh, what does it look like? And there was various ways of what it looked like. What did it look like for you? For me, it looked like it was isolation. I was sleeping all the time. My grades were dropping. You know, for me, this started in around the seventh grade. Um, I didn't want to do things that brought me joy, you know, and that followed me into my 30s, which was when I got an actual diagnosis that, yes, you, in fact, have been dealing with depression. And so with all of that, just so people know, and I want them to get the book, did you put yourself into that situation where you got help? Did other people help you with that decision to 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 find somebody? Yes, ma'am. You know what? Um, in my thirties, I found myself responding to things with anger, and I'm not an angry person, but this time it was really bad, and I remember I. Had, I was seeking therapy, but I wasn't consistent. I would only go if something bad had happened, you know, instead of going weekly, even when nothing is nothing bad has happened. So one particular day I went and drove to my therapist's office. I didn't even have an appointment. And she said, Tanitra, which is my first name, Michelle is my middle. She says, Tanitra, what are you doing here? I said, I need to see you. I need you bad. She said, well, it's funny that you are here right now because the person that normally has this slot canceled their appointment today. So come on in. And I thought that was divine. I thought God was looking out for me. (laughs) Isn't that something? And that the thing is too, when you look back on that time, you go, I can't believe how fortunate I was on that. I look at you and you're a performer, so it's the game face all the time, right? You have to perform. You got to get out there and perform. So that must have, was that kind of like you could be hide behind that, Michelle, a little bit that I'm, I'm going to perform so I can put that away to the side and I'll maybe deal with that later. Absolutely. Adrenaline was going. So excitement was going, you know, having an amazing time touring this country, touching people all around the world. And that's what was keeping me going, actually. Um, And then the time of not doing that anymore, that's not what made me sad, Mm -hmm. but 
it helped me. It mm-hmm. it just amplified what I really needed to be working on. It amplified areas in me that needed healing. You know what I love about this book is in between you've got these these scripted little passages. This one says if you're going to be checking in with others, you have to know who those others are and what they stand for. So with with all this kind of the therapy and and really taking checking in with yourself you have to check in with yourself you must check in with yourself every morning when i wake up and sometimes throughout the day it's become practice now it's become a habit i should say and i'm like it's like i'm talking to myself how you doing or you're doing good keep keep it up you know i have a routine every morning that i do it's it's my, um, I'm a woman of faith. I love gospel music. So I'm always listening to gospel music in the morning, doing my devotions and that keeps me going. And when we talk about, when we were talking about checking in with the others, checking in with others mm-hmm. too, those are the, so the three pillars, checking with yourself, checking with others, checking with some safe people. And I pray everybody here has a safe person or that safe counselor that you can go to. And then last but not least, Check in with God. So when we talk about, um, uh, you know, your time in the music business, which you still are very much active in, and I've seen you do so many other things besides Destiny's Child, did did Beyonce and Kelly know about how you felt during all of this time? In the beginning, in the early 2000s, no, they didn't. Uh, I really didn't really become transparent with them until around maybe 2014, but even more so in 2018, when everything really, really became public about the time when I checked into a treatment facility. I had to tell them because Mm -hmm. they found out when the world found out. And they were like, Michelle, Mm -hmm. what is going on? Always know that you can come to us Um, Let it not get to the place where you felt like you had to go alone and and check yourself into a treatment facility. And that was because sometimes you feel like you're going to be a burden on somebody. You know, my friends are everybody's married and having children. And I didn't want to come and say, hey, I'm the depressed when I'm going through it. So I just kept it all in until it could no longer be contained. Twenty eighteen, as you say, you were swimming in a sea of darkness. Yes, that's yes, that's that year. That's that year. Yeah, that's the most yeah. one of the most important check ins of your life. So uh, that's why I want people to read the book because it that that is a pivotal time in your life. Wow, I, I remember it. It's like you're in a pit and you're trying to climb out. You know. And um, Mm -hmm. it just feels overwhelming. And sometimes, you know, you just have to utter those words. I need help. Or you can say, I'm not okay. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, and it's so that's, but it takes you being able to say that to a safe, a safe person. Well, Michelle, what's a safe person? A safe person knows how to respond to the things that you tell them. 
So if somebody tells me, Michelle, I'm mm. not doing okay or I need help, I'm going to say, first of all, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that with me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared that with me. How can I best serve you in this season? I'll walk, I'll, I'll hold your hand um, through this season. Um, but it, it, it also takes somebody who's also been through it too. But even if you haven't been through it, just for a moment, put yourself in that person's shoes and hope and the right words will come. It's interesting that when something, um, an event happens in your life and you think that you're going through it by yourself, you see people coming forward to say, I've been through it or I've had a partner has been through it and I let me help you with this because it is kind of, you know, kept quiet, isn't it? It really is. Now, let's talk about, it's been 15 years since Destiny's Child broke up. You share wonderful stories of your time with the band Contrary to what the media, don't blame us, okay? Please don't. I didn't say anything bad, was reporting. But I mean, you know, like, so you also have to filter all that stuff too. That's tough. Well, we kind of stopped doing that years ago. We know what our relationship is, we are friends and sisters. Um, the other day, I, I, I'll just share a little bit about it. Kelly Rowland, you know, basically told the world she had given myself and Beyonce a Zoom link to watch her give birth. Like, how how close can wow. we possibly be to have that moment? And that's the unfortunate thing about the pandemic because we would have been having our ears to the door of the delivery room. <laughs> saying, you know, waiting for the doctor to come out and give the news, you know, um, but it had to be via yeah. Zoom link. So that just goes to show you the the power and the closeness of our relationship. We've never had an argument, which we've never had ill feelings towards each other. That's why it makes me sad that I I, I didn't really reach out to them early on in the beginning stages mm-hmm. of my time with them as a group member, I, you know, when I look back, like mm-hmm. they're your sisters, girl. You could have talked to them, but you know, at the time, that's how you dealt with it. I got to talk about this podcast of yours called checking in. Oprah named it one of the most anticipated podcasts of 2021. Let's talk about that. Wow. It's been an exciting time, Marilyn. It's, it's been a blessed time that um, I said, you know, from here on out, from my days on, what can I do to help people inspire and empower and have some fun along the way? And this podcast opportunity came and I've been able to talk to some really, really amazing, interesting people, of course, with the foundation being about mental health, but we check in about relationships. We check in about what's what's going on in our world right now. And so it's been a fun way to, to check in with folks. It really is. I know. Podcasts are such a long version of what FM radio used to be like. So you just ah. go on and on and on, right? And then you forget what that you're that you are broadcasting to the world. But I think <laughs> after the first couple of minutes, Michelle, everything starts opening up and it becomes an authentic conversation with somebody, no matter what where they are in life, on on all things mental health and then what they're doing next, which leads me to my next question. What are you doing next? This conversation that I'm having with you is so heartfelt and so authentic. And and I really appreciate you for um, offering safety 
Because this story, you all, you know, you almost have to handle it with care. And I appreciate you for that. Mm-hmm. I really do. Well, thank you. Well, I think it's amazing that you have written this book and uh, that you're sharing it with others. Now, let's say you got the book out now. You uh, were that beautiful butterfly. Yes. Singer. <laughs> yes. Did you have fun doing that? Was I that had fun? A blast. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. Is there going to be a Mass Singer Canada version? There's got to be. You should be on it. What? I don't know what I would do. What would you be? I would be, I don't know. I'll give you some choices. I might be a, um, gosh, I don't even know. I don't do you even like know. flowers? There's some beautiful flowers behind I do. you. I'll, okay. I'll do flowers. I'll do flowers. Okay. And then, and then I don't know what I would do after that. I will call you and say, well, guess what? You put it out in the universe, Michelle Williams. Now, what do I do? Cause you're the performer. I'm just the interviewer. <laughs> I'll be there with you every step of the way. If you so decide to do it, if that becomes an opportunity in Canada. All right. Any new music on the horizon, Michelle Williams? You know what? I've been kind of I want to do some holiday music, I think. I would love to do a... Oh, yeah. I'd love to do something with an orchestra for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. What's your favorite Christmas song? I love Oh, Holy Night, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and then I'll do a little Jingle Bells, just a little, you know, cool version of Jingle Bells. (laughs) I love it. Before we go, I want to leave everyone with this key quote from your book. One thing I think I'd want anyone suffering from depression to hear is that depression is not who you are. It's certainly not who I am. There is much more to you than what you're feeling. And there is so much more to me. Absolutely. There is so much more to everybody out there that might be going through. And always know it does get better. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You might not see it. Because sometimes the tunnel might have a little curve or a winding way to it, but there's light at the end of it. The book is checking in. It's available now. It was such a pleasure speaking with you today, Michelle Williams. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. You too. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.